0: And it's Lights Out, and here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. As always, I am Ian alongside my co-host Marco. Marco, how are we doing? It's been a while. It has been a little bit, but doing well. You know, some
1: great weekend last weekend, going to be a great one this week, going to be a great one next week. I mean,
0: I'm, this is the time of my life. This is the time. I mean, we are living in the prime of our lives, and that's just un, undebatable um perfect well for this episode of the podcast we're going to take you through a little bit of weekend recap as well as a weekend what does we call it like a preview um we're doing this because both of them are going to be at the same track in austria so no need to worry about changing up the track or giving you an update on kind of history or anything like that Um, you guys know uh, what the
1: fuck the track's about is basically
0: you done been know uh and then after the weekend recap we'll do good bad ugly uh, we got a new sector. Hey, vroom vroom. Vroom vroom, vroom vroom! vroom vroom! vroom, 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 vroom. <laughs> this is. Uh, uh, we got a new sector called Agree to Disagree, and then we will end with our Styrian Grand Prix race predictions so let's get into it first Um, we're gonna do it a little bit different this time around we're gonna start with our fifth place team and work up to our first place team we're keeping it spicy we're switching it up we're not letting anything get bland like those other boring podcasts or future podcasts nice yeah little dig there (laughs) (laughs) preempt (laughs) preemptive disc, stupid ones um all right uh talking about our fifth place team first getting into some uh race recap here so fifth place is again alpha towery um yuki brought home one point uh in in 10th place he did have the three point uh Yuki brought home one point in 10th place. He did have a three-grid race penalty because of holding Bottas up during qualifying. Yuki and Pierre, uh, one of the big talking points about AlphaTauri is that Yuki and Pierre are the farthest away from each other in the current standings of the table. So 14th for Yuki and 8th right now for Pierre. That is the biggest spread currently between teams. So kind of like Lando and Danny where one person is really carrying the full load for the team. I'm, I'm very excited to see AlphaTauri this weekend because obviously Yuki should have a little bit of confidence going into the race. And Pierre, we barely got to see him race. We got I think we got to see one lap out of him. So uh, yeah, we'll see kind of how that goes for them. Um, anything to add on there? I feel like it's this is pretty vanilla recap. Yeah, of yeah, Tire. not too
1: much, but I would just say on a personal level, it seems like they are pretty close. Not maybe not close, but it seems like they enjoy each other's presence. They kind of goof around a lot. I feel like every single day yeah. you see them coming out, they're like they're they're giving, you know, busting each other's balls, having a good time. So I mean I like that, you know, I like teams that don't have that, like, awkwardness of, oh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going for the number one drive seat here. Like, it's all about racing. But, like, have a little fun with it.
0: Who do you think is the team that least subscribes to that? Like, who are the drivers that are furthest away from each other? Any team that Kimmy's on. <laughs> I was going to go for Alfa Romeo, definitely. Absolutely. Like, Williams don't seem like they're super close, like Haas obviously doesn't seem like they're good buddies, but yeah, any team with Kimi, you are immediately just extradited as soon as you sign that contract. Yeah, he's like,
1: I will speak to you when I have to, and that's the (laughs) only thing I'm doing.
0: (laughs) Nice. All right, Uh, fourth place, Ferrari, why don't you take over? Yeah, Ferrari, yeah,
1: Ferrari had a pretty good weekend this weekend.
0: Looking at signs, he was very consistent
1: the entire race, you know, he was always towards the front of the pack the entire time ending with a solid six. And then Charles had a little bit more of a hectic drive, obviously. He had the unlucky collision with Pierre, which I would say unlucky, but I think it was his fault. And then uh, with that and kind of having a messed up front wing, he was able to actually have a very strong drive, got him driver of the day and giving um, giving him a seventh place. So I think both looked very good. It looked for me like that was one of the more promising teams that that, uh, that raced last weekend and kind of went in my favor for what we've been debating these last couple of weeks of how Ferrari is going to look throughout the, the rest of the year. I'm yeah. expecting another pretty good outing from them. Obviously, same track, so not much can change. Uh, hopefully, you know, Charles doesn't get off to where he's bumping and running from the beginning and kind of uh, playing with his back to the wall. But overall, yeah, I thought uh, Ferrari should be pretty excited for the the result they had.
0: Okay, I was under the impression that it was Pierre's fault, but you're saying it was Charles' fault. Like I didn't, I didn't really see too much of it. Like so, Charles just like kind of clipped him on his back wheel. You're saying?
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure when they were giving him the driver of the day, that he apologized for the collision with Pierre. Gotcha. All right. Well, there we go. But, but he didn't have a penalty or anything, so maybe it was just kind of like it. It was kind of close between them, and they didn't. They didn't want to give it to anyone, but it, it seemed like he felt like he was at fault at least too.
0: Yeah, I feel like that can happen sometimes where it's, like, technically, in quotes, like, a racing incident, but one person could have avoided the racing incident having happened, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, All right, moving into the third place, we have McLaren in the Constructors' Championship. Stop me if you've heard this before, Lando is a badass, very consistent, extremely quick, and Danny underperformed for his car. So he did have problems early on with his car, so it's kind of some gray area there as to his true performance of the weekend. And because, you know, in FB1 and FB2, he was up there in, in, I think, second place for two practice sessions but when you can't get your car into Q3, you can't really expect an awesome result. And on top of that, the problems with his car made it just so that he didn't have a good weekend overall. So I think overall, an underwhelming weekend for Danny. He said he was pretty upset. Today's his birthday, actually. Happy birthday, Danny Ricardo. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, Danny. <laughs> um, yeah, anything to add on McLaren? I feel like it's, it's pretty cemented right now what's going on between the two drivers and the team. Lando's badass. Danny has a lot of work to do.
1: Yeah, definitely did not build off of his success last week like he was hoping on. We'll see what happens. I feel like he just kind of goes into every week with, you know, what we don't know what we're going to see, and I don't think he knows what we're going to see either. And moving on to the second place team, Mercedes, this is the first time in the turbo hybrid era that they have not gotten a victory in four races in a row. Uh, Like we always say, just another shocking, crazy Mercedes stat that, you know, they're just so prone to winning these past couple, eight, nine years that, you know, seeing them get a little bit flustered, a little struggling is pretty wild to see. Uh, And Valtteri, he ended up getting a third place podium, but it came with, I mean, if there was one extra lap, he is not winning this out. He is not making it out on a podium. He squeaked by Perez. I think he beat him by about half a second. It was just coming down to the to the end, and there was points where it seemed like Botas thought he was going to lose it. Uh, it was, you know, we've seen that in the previous race as well, where he just eventually was Sergio going to, you know, make his make his rounds and pass him up. But uh, that was something kind of frustrating to see again. Uh, I feel like we see it, every, you know, we've seen it the last couple of weeks. And in case you need a hint of who runs things around Mercedes, as you probably don't, but Mercedes said a couple weeks ago that they were going to put all their resources in their 2022 car, similar to their rival's Haas. And after a couple uh, disdaining words from Lewis about the current performance of the car, their lead engineer says that they'll be upgrading the car now. So, um, you know, we'll see what that does. Lewis said that, you know, he knew this was coming. I'm just... Assuming that Lewis is saying that they they knew they were coming, but, you know, as always, Lewis does get what he wants. He deserves to get what he wants. And, yeah, hopefully that does, you know, make it a little more competitive in these, you know, for the rest of the season. Maybe, you know, it might take some growing pains to figure stuff out uh, or or get a better car these next couple weeks. But, I mean, hopefully we start seeing something change soon
0: because it does look like it's starting to separate a little
1: bit from the two.
0: To be honest, on social media, the Silver Arrows Brigade, who have just been supporting Mercedes ever since they've been dominant, like ever since the Turbo Hybrid era started, they're freaking out. And it's like the one saving grace of, you know, if Max does start to become the new Lewis to where he's just too dominant and we know who's going to win every weekend, at least those people who are just so used to, over the last seven years, seeing their boy win, I mean, they just don't know what to do with themselves. Like, they have no explanation, so... Yeah, I'm It's, like, I'm the, it's like the
1: Patriots, you know, right now. And they're like, what do we do? Exactly.
0: Like, how do we, how do you lose? What are you <laughs> supposed to do when you lose? Um, all right. And moving on to the Golden Boys at the moment. Red Bull in first place for the Constructors Championship. Max with his first back-to-back pull position, his first back-to-back win in F1. Red Bull, by all accounts, seems to have a faster car right now than the rest of the field. There's confusion, like you mentioned, if Merck is going to be making changes to their car or if they're just doing like small little upgrades. So um, I would be like to be the first to say congratulations to our F1 Constructors Champions Red Bull Racing and timestamp that 5.06 p.m. uh, Mountain Standard Time. July 1st is when I said that. So whenever that actually does happen, we'll be sure to give me credit. Um. On, on a serious note, Sergio is starting to show. I mean, real, real consistency to the point where, yeah, it's it's you know, I don't see how it's gonna barring some kind of very unlucky DNF, I don't see how they're gonna not be world champions. Um. But uh, again, I don't. You know, I, I wouldn't actually bet on it, despite my confidence right now, just because you never know what's gonna happen with Mercedes. A couple years ago, Vettel at this point of the season was a couple uh, points ahead of Lewis exactly you know the the number of races we're into the season now and we all know how that happened at Ferrari so Sergio half a second behind Valtteri uh because of a botched pit stop thanks to Red Bull definitely should have been on the podium but um you know the the tried and true Red Bull pit crew was just kind of not up to their game. I think it was like just under a five second stop. So really would have made the difference there. And then kind of what made me spit out my coffee was Max was saying that he was struggling with his break balance widget. In his words he was like, I'm having trouble with the BBWs and I don't think that I've ever laughed so hard during an F one race. Um, but yeah you nailed so.
1: that, you nailed that. Uh, Thanks, Max. Interpretation. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I think really good.
0: I think we might be having Max on the podcast, believe it or not, too, in the next coming uh, in the next coming episode. So keep an eye on that.
1: Maybe we should, you know, work on him for a couple more weeks before. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you know we'll workshop him for a little bit. You know, work with (laughs) his managers to get them on at a good time, but I don't think we're ready at this point in time to bring on Max.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, fair. I mean, yeah, you're the one that books all that stuff, so I don't... Yeah, I yeah. No, yeah. I
1: know. <laughs> it might be a longer process to get someone like Max on, so, yeah. Okay, sounds good.
0: All right, there's the uh, the recap for this past weekend in Austria for the Styrian Grand Prix. want to take a quick moment to say thank you to our sponsors, um, our sponsor for this episode, episode 16 of the Eaton Asphalt podcast, is Fat Max's BBWs. Fat Max's bold buffalo wings, better known as Fat Max's BBWs. We take no breaks in developing the best-tasting wings in the world. Bone-in, boneless, and even flexi wings. Everybody knows that Max loves his bone-in with the BBWs, but your personal preference is all up to you. Come taste Max's BBWs. Max's BBWs. We go big.
1: God, I love me some boning. Woo,
0: boy! Bo- <laughs> bone in from BBWs? You yeah, gotta get out of here, dude. Let's get not to boning. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> speaking of boning,
1: let's talk about this good,
0: bad, and ugly. Okay. <laughs> we can, we can. <laughs> you know, speaking of the old boning. Speaking of the boning, the GBU. Um, perfect. So, yeah, moving on to our next sector. We, ha- we got uh, good, bad, ugly. So I'll take the
1: lead. I'll go with my good, bad, and ugly. Then you can have it. The good. Danny Honey Badger, Ricardo's birthday. So huge shout out. Happy 32nd to one of the most captivating drivers to grace the grid in quite a number of years, I feel like. Uh, I personally have been doing him proud I and promised him to do 32 shoeys for his birthday. Ooh. I'm currently through 24 so far. So uh, just a heads up and sorry to our listeners for my drunken stupor. But it was something I had to do. It was something that Danny was just begging me to do. So uh, also be on the lookout for him to, to join the pod here in a couple of weeks as well. But uh, yeah, happy birthday to the old Danny Rick. Uh, looking Moving on to the bad. Uh, the bad is the battle for first place. So, uh, you know, we started to mention it a little bit earlier, but this is starting to look like a little bit like last year where we just started seeing Mercedes pull away from the Red Bull. And there was really a clear one-two for a majority of the season. And <clears throat> it was pretty much the battles were the three-four, the four-five. It's kind of the middle of the packs, and and it was a clear one and two. And so I think these next two weeks is going to tell us a ton about how the rest of the season is going to play out. Hopefully, you know we see some battle back for Mercedes. But you know if there's uh three weeks in a row where where Red Bull takes you know takes the the number one podium and maybe with a three or four. Uh, from from Sergio, we could really start to see some separation from the two and hopefully that is not the case. My ugly is some Haas dysfunctionality. Uh, we have not talked about Haas too much recently, but uh, just today I believe it was released by F1 showing Mr. Nikita Mathipin putting poking a little fun at Gunther. Uh, Gunther gave him a, a gift a couple weeks ago uh, relating to the Mazispin joke. And and so just recently, Nikito did want to get back at him. He ended up giving him a door that said, fuck smash door. Uh, if you do not get the <laughs> reference, it was last year where Guther had a, a pretty big yelling match at Roman Grosjean and Kevin Magnuson. I believe that they'd gotten in a crash with each other and both were DNFs and was just screaming at them. Magnuson left the office and slammed the door, and Guther was freaked out, very, very upset. So Nikita gave him a door that said that, and Guther really did not take kindly to it, it seemed. He <laughs> said, you know, um, you know, Nikita presented this to him saying, you know, Russians are, are very respectful. One, never heard that in my life before. Yeah, let's, and, let's and, stop right there. Cause... And he was like, you know, if we are given a gift, It's rude for us not to to give one back, and you know I was talking to some of my followers about what would be a good gift, and this was something that I gave. Günther, you know, really was like not smiling too much, but he it was like two things wrong with that. Your only follower is probably Kevin Magnuson, and that you said you were polite, which both were wrong. But thanks for the door, and it was like very awkward. It seemed like Günther was kind of pissed off at him poking fun at the whole situation. And it seemed almost like Gunther was holding off from really letting letting him have it. Something of the nature of, you know, I don't see much of the media or the fan base being friends with you or enjoying you. So I don't know what fans you have. And maybe, you know, be a little less grabby-grabby with these doors and keep your hands (laughs) to yourself. Something around those lines. I don't know. I could see it, you know, off the tip of his tongue. He held back. But I thought that was uh, pretty cringeworthy. If you've not seen it, I would check it out and would love to hear what you guys think.
0: Grabby, grabby with the door probably is going to be in the in the hall of fame in my mind for the Eden asphalt podcast. So. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, good stuff. Uh, starting with the good on my end, uh, my good is actually going to be the dethroning of Mercedes right now. So if you would. Take a journey back with me to the peak of the pandemic lockdown, no, where we no. were all saying, <laughs> do it, where we were all saying, imagine what it's going to be like when we can go back to concerts again. We don't have to wear a mask. We can hug our family members without worrying that we're going to kill them. Mercedes for, you know, that that's like happening right now. So, um, you know, it's, it's good to be like, oh, that time that we dreamt about, it's finally here. Mercedes for all intents and purposes are being dethroned they've been on top and it hasn't even been closed for the last God knows how many I mean I would say God knows how many years it's been seven years um, the sports books right now uh, for the very first time have Lewis at plus 200 at least to win a race and the first time that he's been um, in the plus 200s probably I mean I don't know this because I've seen I never saw the sports books back in like 2013 or 2014. Um, But to me, it's just crazy that like what we all kind of hoped for when we started getting into F1, if you got into F1, you know, during the Mercedes dominance of not seeing, you know, not seeing them just on top without it being close all this time. Like it's it's actually genuinely happening happening right now. So hopefully they can keep that going and at least have some variety. But, yeah, it's good for variety in F1 and it's good for people like me who hate the uh, online Lewis fanboys. As far as my bad, uh, my bad right now is gonna be Esteban Ocon. Seems to be down pretty bad. He was pretty solid in relation to his teammate for the first couple races, but Fernando's been outperforming him for the last three races in a row by a pretty wide margin too. Um, And it's not because of a DNF. It's not because he makes contact. It's really just on merit. Um, If you look at his interview, if you watch his interviews, he seems like he's got a little bit of a confidence issue right now. It's just not a great spot to be in after you just extended your contract from now until 2024. So yeah, that'll be my bad. And my ugly is me. It's Ian, me. Um, I got drunk on Saturday night and was up until uh, about four hours before lights out, and I missed the first 28 laps of the Grand Prix, and I'm just now telling Marco. So I'm oh, a fraud. fuck are uh, you on this podcast? I know, dude. I should have had you do it by yourself. I should have
1: fucking – I should have known <laughs> when you said, oh, whose fault was that? The Charles the or something? I was like, well, what, you have you fucking seen it? <laughs> Damn, dude.
0: I know. I'm sorry. I had to tell you, but I haven't gotten a chance to, and now I just finally decided to do it on air, so.
1: On air. Live on air. Live
0: on the airwaves. <laughs> Nothing we can do
1: about it now. It's in there. It's in the cloud. No, everybody everybody Everyone knows. Everyone knows, as I found
0: out. Oh, so, Jesus. Well, thank you for being honest and telling me. Yep, absolutely. Good Two stuff. for me. Oh, dude. Don't, don't, pet, don't point penalize me. I mean, oh, you know I what we didn't talk about? Again? You, know, you know what we didn't talk about? Speaking of uh, points and deductions and FIA being corrupt, how about Max's burnout that, um, that they're, like, outlawing now? Like, fucking fun suckers, dude. Yeah, dude, Just I, let... like
1: I didn't even know. What, what was the big deal about that?
0: I saw people talking about, he's like, oh, he was too close to other cars. It's like, look, he's not racing anymore. Like, you can do a burnout and and he's going to be, like, far away enough from other cars that if other cars are going 320 miles, you know, 320 kilometers an hour, that's on them. It's like the end of the race. The checkered flag's out. So, yeah, very dumb. Yes. Agreed. (laughs) <laughs> Agreed. And speaking of agreeing or disagreeing, we have a new segment on this eden Asphalt podcast. Episode 16 is when it makes its debut. We have a sector <laughs> called <laughs> – We have a sector called Agree or Disagree where I scoured the internet for some of the spiciest takes or biggest points of contention, biggest points of debate in the F1 world. And I have not shared this with Marco, and we're just going to do a kind of – you know i'm gonna say something you're either gonna say yep that makes sense or no that doesn't make sense and i want a reason why so don't forget to show your work here matthew i oh, am bad at the I, I was, I was worst you saw that you used to see that on a math problem and you were like fuck me I don't, I, like, to, I don't even want to start dude i only can
1: see the answer from the person next to him i can't see. <laughs> <the
0: work. laughs> it's like what is the show your work section just put like Come i closer. cheated yeah <laughs> Um, all right. So first up on our new sector, agree or disagree? Lando Norris should be in the conversation for a Mercedes seat in 2023.
1: Agree, absolutely. I feel like if I had to pick a driver, I feel like, you know, a Ferrari going to Mercedes, you're not going to really see that movement. Uh, and outside of that, because I would, I was thinking to myself, you know, Leclerc would have been a, a good point. But I think Lando might be the most exciting, the highest praised, the best driver right now outside of the Red Bull Ferrari and Mercedes crew. And so, yeah, I 100% agree with that. I know he just signed the huge extension, but I'm not an expert at these drivers and getting out of some of these contracts. He also looks like he loves where he's at, but if you have... A chance to join the Silver Arrows. I'm gonna assume that you're gonna drop everything or do everything you can to get there and and race with them. So uh, we'll see. But I honestly think that if I had Mercedes and was looking and scouring the the grid to see the next number two to to go alongside Lewis, I think he would be my first guess or my first yeah. choice.
0: And I think the only counterpoint would be, you know, Norris is is very much on the rise. You can see him being more consistent, like putting in those good performances on Saturday and Sunday while McLaren is also on the rise. And they have, yeah, they have a Mercedes engine, but they've made huge strides since even like two years ago. But I agree, man, like put it, put him in a, in a championship winning car and see how good he actually is. Like if anyone deserves it right now, it should be him. So glad we agree on that. Uh, the next point for Agree or Disagree, Fernando Alonso is wastefully taking up a seat at Alpine and stunting growth for the team by blocking out the seat for another young, eager driver. Agree or Disagree?
1: I would disagree on that. I have not heard or seen anything in the F2 world where it shows you know a dominant driver that is ready to come up and, and take the reins. I, you know, looking at the rookie class that uh, we have seen this year, it hasn't shown that these three rookies have been, you know, outperforming with their expectations. Obviously, the two Haas drivers have had their own struggles. Yuki has been pretty up and down his entire time. So if we're going to have a rookie come in and kind of show that type of pedigree, I would you know, honestly say keep Alonzo in there, uh, you know, if he wants to go or if they do have someone good ready to come up. Sure, maybe bring in Albon, uh something like that, but um I you know, I don't think he's you know performing as poorly as one might think that he needs to go.
0: Yeah, especially with Cyril beatable being either being let go or leaving, like having that shift in Alpine or Renault, um I, I agree that you would need some kind of proven soul, right? To like to come in and, and Fernando obviously being a world champion, it makes sense that he would come in and, and kind of it if if their long term goal is obviously Alcon, which is proved by this contract, then yeah, get somebody in who's been there and done that before, and and have them like learn from it. But I do, you know, the, the, I do understand the counterpoint of like, hey, this guy. I mean, it's like kind of the Brett Favre thing. It's like, how many times are you gonna come back, man? Like, how many how, you know, how many times are you gonna come back and we're gonna be happy about it? But uh, but yeah, who knows? All right, next point up for agree or disagree. Esteban Ocon does not deserve a three-year contract at Alpine. Agree or disagree?
1: Agree. I feel like he had (laughs) very little. You know, he did show some flashes. Uh, You know, he had a podium last year and had a couple good races. But, I I mean, I have not looked back and seen actually where he ended up in the – the uh, driver points last year or, you know, where some of his top finishes were, but I don't think it was that impressive. And especially when you're comparing to his teammate last year with Danny, who really did propel that Alpine team um, to something that we had not seen in a while. And they were actually, you know, extremely competitive in the middle tier group that, you know, seeing him race now, I don't know if it's, you know, a, a reduction of the actual car performance or if, if it's, you know, Ocon and, and Fernando having two drivers that are just not that good. But, yeah, I mean, I I would be – if I were a Renault slash Alpine fan, I would not be too excited. I would be a little bit nervous for sure for the future going forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, the way that it ended up, I'm looking at it right now, uh, Ricardo was fifth. Alcon was 12th. In the in the driver standings, so that's a pretty. I mean, seven places. We mentioned it earlier, but Pierre and Yuki right now are only six places apart. Like that's a pretty significant difference. Now, granted, Ricardo drove out of his mind last year, um, but yeah, I'd, I think like the three-year contract, essentially giving the same contract with less money that uh, Charles Leclerc got, that to me just seems crazy. So yeah, I I Did, I I, I
1: think what if what if Toto was kind of being like, hey, man, we don't want you at Mercedes, but I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to throw your name into the hat and say, hey, we want you at Mercedes. So Alpine and other other teams see this, and they're like, oh, shit, like, it's Mercedes. They know what they're talking about. We want to keep you. We're going to give you a big-ass deal. Please stay with us. Do not go to Mercedes. You know, he had the relationship with Toto, for, you know, being the the third driver at Mercedes and, and the, the safety driver. But, you know, maybe, yeah, Toto was just doing him a solid.
0: Yeah, I mean, I if that's the case it's genius but i wouldn't put it past toto you know yeah and finally for our last point in agree or disagree lance stroll does not get enough credit for his performances in f1 thus far agree or disagree
1: this year right now disagree last year i would have agreed and going into this year i would have expected that that to continue but yeah as I've seen this year getting outdone by Vettel who has done you know a lot better than we've seen uh, him do especially last year but yeah Stroll is definitely taking a, a step back from it seemed like what he was doing last year I know it seems like that the Aston Martin team itself has taken a step back but uh, was had a lot more high hopes to, to seeing him improve and grow and uh, you know attain more points than we have seen this year so far.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's right. He has had high highs and low lows, the high being he got a pole position, which I think that's that is tough to ignore. Like, you you can't you can't brush that under the rug and say, oh, well, he still doesn't deserve to be there. But I I agree with you. Like, he's been pretty underwhelming, like he, he's outperforming Vettel, but I feel like Vettel's kind of just slowly fading into the black, too. So, yeah, good stuff. That was fun. I, I kind of like that. Uh, I will definitely do that more. Um it's, you know, it's the topics are everywhere on Twitter. So, you know, it'd be interesting to just kind of get your take on things. And, uh, and you can expect to see that back as a, you know, recurring sector here and there. Next up, we're going to talk about some race predictions, but before that, Marco, do you want to give a quick tip of the nod to our sponsors?
1: Absolutely. And we got a big one for this last half. This part of the podcast is brought to you by the Formula One 2020 video game. So this year, and I've actually, you know, we've been working with Formula 1 and they actually gave us a little sneak preview of the game. We got to go in and try out the new game and see it how, you know, see how it actually is compared to the last couple of years ones. This one is by far the most realistic Formula 1 game that we've ever seen. You know, you can enjoy a race in the shoes of someone like George Russell where everyone loves you and you can feel that through the game. But no matter how much hype you get, no matter how well you do in quals, you will never score any points. Or maybe like Valtteri Bottas, where you are mentally abused from your boss and your team and you feel like a total outsider. Or maybe even the great Kimi Raikkonen, where you look and sound like you're being held at gunpoint every interview you're in. But you also get to yell things like, what are you doing? Leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. Or even like, I was taking a shit. I actually looked up uh, some famous quotes and one of them from Kimi and one of them was, I was taking a shit. I thought I would just... Be fun to throw that one in there <laughs> but uh so yeah be on the lookout for this new upcoming thrilling formula one game i don't know about you ian but playing kimmy sounds like one heck of a time to me
0: i mean i can't wait to play with play with kimmy and i especially can't wait to play with
1: wait,
0: so you you want to play with kimmy i do want to play i'd be like it'd be like ah oh, touch it it's feels good <laughs> <laughs> kimmy did you have kimmy on this entire time oh dude kimmy what are you doing you here sneaky kimmy? son of a bitch
1: i know you're quiet
0: but good god
1: oh man all right so moving on to our final sector we want to go through last week's race predictions that we had uh looking up it was eight to seven ian was in the lead and so let's just you know get after it uh the first question was who do we think will crash our dnf i went with yuki sonoda
0: i went with pierre gasly chucked that in the win column for me point for ian uh, next we have winner. I went with Mr. Verstappen. And I went with Sergio Perez. Chalk one down for the Markinator.
1: Yep. Uh, last place, I went with Nicholas Latifi.
0: And I picked Mazepin tried and true. That'll be my point. I was very close.
1: Latifi was actually in last place for a, a good portion of the race. And I thought, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to s- slide one by, which would have been huge. Speak <laughs> uh, a little to you. I know that would been huge. Uh, driver of the day, I went with Mr. Lando Norris.
0: And Sergio Perez.
1: Neither. Uh, douche of the day, we had Carlos Sainz on my end. And I had Pierre Gasly. I would have guessed if we had to pick one, it would have been Charles based off of the knocking off Pierre Gasly. But, um, you know, good thing we don't have to worry about that. Fastest pit stop, minus Red Bull. I went with AlphaTauri.
0: And I went with Mercedes. Also, no points there. And for last prediction, wildcard prediction.
1: I had Pierre Gasly has a podium. Couldn't get it past the first lap.
0: And I had Lando Norris outside of the points. Quick tip for the folks at home. Don't bet on the most consistent driver on the grid currently to be outside of the points because that's probably not going to happen. That's why we call it wildcard, baby.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so that ended up with Ian two points, me with one to the final score. Now Ian has 10, and I have eight. Moving right along to our race predictions
0: for this week – Ian, who do we think that will crash or DNF? Uh, I think Charles is going to crash or DNF. You told me that it was his fault last week, so I don't understand why. If it's the same track, he won't screw it up again.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Esteban Ocon. He's had his own troubles. Maybe he's just thinking that he has to prove something, and whoop, skirt, in trouble. Who do we think is going to be the winner? Uh, I don't feel like I can just keep picking Max every time. He is kind of turning into a Lewis pick now. So I am actually going to use my Lewis card and pick Lewis Hamilton to make a rebound.
0: Bang. Well, I don't want to pick Max either because I'm not a nerd, and so I'll pick Sergio Perez to get his second win of the season.
1: I like that. Uh, we're going to move right along to last place. I'm going to go with Mick Schumacher in the Haas.
0: I will go with Nicholas Latifi in the Williams. I don't feel good about that. Uh, I think it's going to be our boy Mazepin, but uh, yeah, at least neither of us will get a point for that.
1: Exactly. Uh, Driver of the Day, I'm going to get some redemption with Pierre Gasly.
0: Yep, and I know that, I I guess I'm putting Charles, (laughs) I'm just hedging my bets. (laughs) Hedge those bets, Charles, either DNF or Driver of the Day. I
1: mean, honestly, I feel like every time I don't hedge, I lose all of them, so it is probably not the worst worst move I've seen.
0: Yeah, alright, I'll hedge Charles as Driver of the Day then. That was a mistake, but I'm going to roll with it. We uh, don't don't make
1: mistakes. Brought to you by Summer's Eve. Uh, The the douche of the day I have, I'm going to go double down with your Crasher DNF. I'm going to go with Charles Leclerc.
0: Nice. And I will go with Danny Ricardo based off of no confidence seemingly at all. I like Uh, that. Fastest pit stop minus Red Bull. Um, Aston Martin. I feel like I won with them once, and I haven't picked them since, and they've won pretty consistently. So I'll pick Aston Martin. Who you got? I went with Alpine. I'm
1: pretty sure that they did pretty well last week, but um, also I have no idea. So.
0: Yep, I don't really either. Um, for our wild card prediction, speaking of things that we have no idea about, let's get wild. What's yours?
1: Sergio is going to place above the legendary Max Versopin.
0: I will take a Ferrari on the podium. Maybe even Charles Leclerc. Maybe that's how he gets driver of the day. Maybe You're all over the place on this guy. <laughs> Maybe. What dude? is your take on Charles? He's, he's gonna crash as he crosses the He'll line. Crosses the finish line. Oh, yeah. Do
1: a little, yeah, a little
0: cars finish, you know. Yeah. Lightning McQueen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just like gets out of his car, doesn't finish, <laughs> but then oh, runs. Okay. Yeah, runs the last couple of a couple of feet. Yeah, dude. Hell
1: yeah! I love that.
0: All right, and that will do it for our race predictions,
1: and that will do it for episode episode 16 of the Eaton Asphalt podcast. Appreciate everyone listening. Always love the fan interaction that we've been getting on social media with Eaton Asphalt on both Instagram and Twitter, so continue to reach out to us. Love the the fan interaction that we've been getting. We always reply every single time, so don't be afraid. Uh, And with that being said, uh, looking forward to an awesome weekend coming up with FPs going on, uh, you know, the next couple of days. Quals
0: and uh, looking forward to some some craziness in Austria. Perfect. Appreciate everybody listening. We will see you after the Styrian Grand Prix. See you, assholes. See you, assholes.